for now. An all-new season for the fire, along with Kobe Pooh. Yeah, guys, thanks for being here. There's a lot going on, obviously. Things have, uh, in the last couple of weeks, really taken a weird turn in college football. Obviously, we're going to get into all that here tonight. We'll preview the upcoming season, look at some of the big games there in uh, the year, and there's going to be some great ones. I think Alabama's going to lose a game this year. You think they're going right. to lose a game? I said it. <laughs> Starting right off the top. I think it's pretty obvious. Alabama has never been back-to-back season undefeated. Uh, but uh, Jace might, might, might differ because, you know, he's always the opposite on this one, right, Jace? Yeah, but, well, I mean, an undefeated season is hard as is. Back to back, that's ridiculous. But uh, I mean, also with all the guys that lost, uh, I am excited to see though. I mean, because you know, Alabama is Alabama, they're always going to retool. And a lot of Alabama fans wanted that Bryce Young kid to start over Mac Jones, so they might have something there if those Alabama fans were right. So, well, we're going to wait to see on that because there are plenty of competition this season. We're going to get through all that, but first. Hey, the biggest news, I mean, I felt like the the version of this, like the Aaron Rodgers and the NFL draft, right? Or the day of the NFL draft, it was all, all everything was about Aaron Rodgers. We were supposed to get ready for the college season, right? We were supposed to be ready for this expansion of the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, Texas and Oklahoma decided, you know what? We don't want to be here. We want to move to the SEC. Now, how do you guys feel about this? I, actually, you know what, Jace, I'm going to start with you on this one. What's your take when you initially heard that Texas and Oklahoma were moving to the SEC? I mean, can you blame them? The NCAA is NCAA football is the SEC and everyone else. I mean, everyone loves SEC football. Everyone talks about SEC football. And when you got two powerhouses like this, they're always top ten, at least in recruiting year after year. They deserve to be in the in this division that is the the cream of the crop. And but the thing I don't like is, I mean, it benefits them greatly because I mean, you're gonna you're in the SEC. The SEC's the home of college football. It's just bringing more people, more eyes, more people are gonna watch. Like they didn't have a bunch of people as is, but the matchups. Texas versus Georgia, like every year, Who, who's not going to watch that? Texas versus Alabama, Oklahoma versus Alabama every year. There, there's so many great matchups. And also the Big 12 was kind of dying. A lot, a lot of people were dis, didn't have the same respect they used to. Uh, I'm excited to see. There's obviously going to be some growing pains coming in right off the bat. But for everyone else, this is bad. I mean, you're weakening the Big 12. You're two top dogs, even though Texas hasn't really been that the past couple of years. They're leaving. They're two cash cows, if you don't even want to talk. Just they make a bunch of money for that conference. And then, I mean, it's bringing more top recruits to the SEC. And I, I, it just enforces the the fact that it's SEC and everyone else. What's next? You're going to bring Ohio State and Clemson in and just have one big power conference and leave everyone uh, else? Well, I'll I, I tell you this, is that uh, I know Clemson, and I think there was another college that were trying to see if they could squeeze themselves into the SEC the, the last couple of days, but they got denied. Uh, but as far as being the first 16 teams in the SEC conference, this puts a hold on 
talking about expansion playoffs because I feel right. This is just my opinion that this is best for business. Okay. I'm gonna steal that little line from Triple H of the WWE because we're talking about expansion, making it 12 teams, the best 12 teams, and the rules they come up with. You can scratch all that and keep it the way it is because now you have actually the real competitive teams going in one conference, right? And then there's a domino effect because now, even though the Pac-12 are saying, oh, we're not interested. Yes, they are. They are interested. They're talking. They're trying to find ways to bring more teams to their conference, right? The Big Ten, it's already set. They don't need to do anything else. The American Athletic Conference, that's another story because they're looking either to dive into another conference to at least join, right? And then that leaves what? The Big 12 hanging with nobody. And then what happens with the ACC? ACC is still questionable. So what's your take on that? Well, so my first thought was this. Look, you're putting all these teams in a super conference. They have to play each other. Somebody's going to lose. <laughs> you're right. And that's good news mm -hmm. if you're Coastal Carolina, if you're Liberty, if you're Brigham Young, because that's you just got to win your games. And think about this. Let's say Texas A&M. 10 and one late in the season and they do what they always do. They blow one. Maybe they were fifth in the rankings and maybe coastal Carolina's crawled all the way up to six, a late season loss to uh, Alabama. Yeah, that'd be great. Good for coastal Carolina. But then again, what they would do is they would take, uh, I don't know, Georgia would be 11th and they would somehow catapult Georgia ahead of, but why you why why of all teams you want to pick on Georgia? Because I thought who's a team that definitely won't be good enough to deserve it and we'll get it anyway. He's only Georgia. saying that because I'm a Georgia fan and I'm standing here right next to him for the first time here in Clover Chris Media Studio, and he wants to bring up Georgia, which that's gonna be an interesting topic because that's part of the our last uh segment of the schedule, right? With uh Clemson and Georgia starting off. So already it started off with a, with a bang with college football, so I'm loving it right here. But let's take off to a different direction, understanding, look, there's some unbalance, some turbulence going on between conferences, and still there's going to be a lot of legal, legal issues because if Oklahoma and Texas were to move right away, they will owe the Big 12 80, a total of $86 million, right? And then that's that's not good. Oh, they that's get not that good much at all. From Nike every year. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's was greed. The other thing is, is that now the NCAA wants to get involved now after they've been absent for I don't know how many years, and they now want to dictate, get their hands in there, and they have a meeting, a joint meeting coming up in October, not only to discuss about this conferences, but also the Neil Law that was passed back in July first. So those of you that don't know about the Neil Law, now players can profit their own uh, merchandises. Right. Okay. So I kind of like that idea. And then on the other side, I don't. And the only reason why is there is a high school senior, right, that uh, that already said committed to Ohio State but won't be there till 2022 season. So he's a senior, and he is opting out not to play his senior year in high school, right, and get ready for college football. Now, does that make sense? 
They do this in ba- basketball all the time. I mean, look, I, I'm sorry. It's a weird thing to do. Wait, no, I, yes. is yes, it though? Is. They do and this in basketball bad. all the time. I People like opt out of their either. senior year to go play overseas. Look at Lamelo Ball. He went to like Turkey or something. Came back number two overall pick. Go, it, going I mean, to play overseas and and just sitting out a season aren't the same thing. Yeah, but you're talking about Quinn Ewers, right? Ov, he he's getting to practice with the team early because he's leaving. So I like. I, oh, practice. We're talking yeah, about practice. He's practice. still extra time with the team, and if you're going to. <laughs> You got to prep for the next week, right, Joe? And that's where practice comes in. To be ready for that next yes. week. But no, like the 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 NIL laws, the the new laws, like it's about time. People need to get paid. The the, the players need to get paid because enough with this shady stuff about throwing money here and there and having to look into that stuff. Just, just have an income for these players. Have an ability for these players to get paid because they can't do it. They can't work because they're on the field eight hours a day That because that is their full-time job. So why aren't they able to make a little bit of money off of this while the whole college is making millions and millions off of them? So I, it needs to be done. But the real thing with this is it's going to hurt the smaller schools. Like if you can get paid to play and you're going to be on CBS every week, ABC every week playing for Clemson, why would you go to like a, a Cincinnati? Why Why would you go? I mean, staying in AC, why would you go to like a, like a Wake Forest or that something? When you can go to Clemson, get, get more eyes on you, possible more endorsement deals, more opportunities to make money. So it, it, it is strengthening the top. But it is also a great, a great way for these guys to earn some sort and of money. We carry on with this and everything else. Uh, I want you to save your thought, Jace, real quick. Save your thought because awesome, awesome information. But I'm dropped the gun here because I do got a little introduction video for for this topic for this segment. So check it out real quick. Hold on. And there's a clips that from since uh, I got to say since after the college football season, there's been talks about trying to get this new law, uh, new law passed. Right. And it did. It's uh, July 1st. And one of the states that jumped on board was the state of Connecticut in which 
Okay, over here we have the Yukon Huskies, which are famous known for their basketball, right? And as you see in those pictures, it affects all sports, okay? Not just college football, even though college football was really the target here, right? Because they started with their um, – uh, let, let's see. They, they, tried to, they tried to take a stand a year ago, and then for some odd reason it got quiet. Then we went through this pandemic. And so most of the focus was really, especially in the Pac-12, that they want some benefits, especially for the players that get injured, right, that even after the fact where they graduate everything, that they still receive medical coverage. So with this Neil Law and the players and the athletes, let's, let's, let's put it that way, the athletes, because they don't have time to actually get their own jobs and stuff like that, they, they could pocket some money, and they're the ones really that put in the colleges on the platform. So I can understand why, you know, um, they're fighting for this. And reality, they won. However, I don't think they won all the way. You know, th this is this thing is not even settled yet. And I got to feel once they have their meeting, the NCAA get together to have their meeting in October, they're going to try to do their best to micromanage it. I don't know if you remember, but uh, last year on the Blitz, I said that something like this was coming, that the NCAA made a major, major mistake in allowing the Power Five to just take over. And it was clear last year that uh, uh, the, the Pac-10 was, was, was getting uh, completely mistreated. And, and it was clear they were taking a back seat in that and that it was this really was starting to become just the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big 12 and kind of ACC and, and, and the, the Pac-10 became like afterthoughts in this whole process. And I thought that those two conferences should have been upset. I thought Sunbelt and some of these other conferences should have all joined together when this was going down and been like, whoa, what is going on? Jace, you, you were just saying a minute ago, uh, how top heavy this move is. Well, it was already top heavy. And and all this does now is it ensures that your top 10 will not have a coastal Carolina in it. That that not Liberty, none of these smaller schools will stand a chance because they'll they'll always find a, a seven and three team in the SEC that they can move ahead of an undefeated team in any other conference. So yeah, this 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 does make it worse, and it just really makes it more top-heavy. I'm Alabama, though. I don't know if I love this. Why not? I, do I really? Do I mean, not for nothing. Aren't I looking forward to that game against Vanderbilt? <laughs> Are you serious? Just once in a while, I want to win 82 to nothing. I want to just go there. I want to know that my quarterback's probably out by halftime. You're not going to have any easy games anymore. That no, that's what they're their non-conference schedule say you're going to dilute the can, talent pool get, because I, I mean, again, everyone's going to the SEC. Everyone's going to be trying to start for teams on the SEC, and so the top guys are going to want to go to Bama. But that second tier, though, that that number three, number four overall quarterback, where's he going? That's, you're you're, you're just that's making it more likely he's going to be in your conference. So mm -hmm. you're going to see the top five, six, seven quarterbacks in the in the country coming out of high school all going into the SEC. If I'm Bama, I'm getting one or two of those guys. The other five are going to Georgia. Again with this Georgia They're going, they're going to Georgia <laughs> somewhere, no? But, I mean, that you know, this offseason was probably the record-breaking transfers that I've seen. 
you know, and it gets growing. It, the list gets uh, larger and larger, man, that so many people like they're not satisfied because they're not starting. And it was like, look, I'm going to take my talent somewhere else. They're doing a LeBron James pretty Absolutely. much. This is a LeBron James virus that's going around. And look, I don't know if they're being promised to start for, for that cause. And then they don't and they want to leave. I don't know. But um, that's what it's going to boil down to is transferring to see where they're going to make that money. So pretty much might as well call it a different league. And I'm going to take it even back. So if you remember, Florida got ousted by Oklahoma, right, Um, in the bowl game. And they asked the head coach from Florida, what's going to happen? He did give key indicators about something big was going to happen that he don't know what the future holds, right? And many thought that maybe he was going to move to the NFL and be in like one of those assistant coaches. This was what was happening. This was not like all of a sudden, like crashed down, like, oh my God, you know, I came up with this deal two months ago and look at the effects. No, this these talks have been happening for years. And now, now these guys are executing it. And depending on what happens with this Neil, the Neil Law effect for all the players and everything, look, I, if Joe Aguirre here is a starting quarterback and he's number one, and you know he's going to be. Uh, the number one draft pick for the season. Look, I can see all these vendors and revenues going to you, right? Yeah. But what's gonna happen with those offensive line? Where, where, where are they getting their cut? This, that's what I'm worried about. Because without them, you don't have a quarterback. Wait. Without them, you don't have a running back, right? But so, but doesn't this included? just prepare you for the pros, though? Because they're not getting paid the same amount. Like this is just That's them getting question. money. The more the more people getting paid, it's well, a business with the pros. You're getting prepared. The more the people that are going to get paid are going to ah, be the quarterbacks, right. the wide receivers, the running backs. Just like in the pros, linemen are underpaid. You might have one standout guy that makes a little bit more money because he he does have a little bit of a name. But but that always happens. They're always going to be underpaid. I, I think it just prepares them because. The star guys, the skills are going to get paid more money anyway. So uh, if when they do end up going to the NFL, so it's just really prepping the business aspect of that stuff. Because let's be real, at college football, the guys going to the NFL, they're not going there for school. Let's be real. How many of them actually uh, graduate with degrees? So the top guys, the smart guys, a lot of them are just get there for football. So you're learning, and then they get thrusted into the business of the NFL. Now that they have a, an opportunity to make money in college, they can get a little bit, a little bit business savvy before going to the NFL and having to deal with that. So it takes a little bit of pressure off of that. All right. So, hey, valid points there. Um, but uh, hey, we're just gonna have to wait to see what's gonna happen on this and everything else. But uh, we got to move on here to the actual. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm all over the place here, man. Heisman hopefuls. Oh, Heisman hopefuls. So I know that Joe and I, we know who should have won that Heisman. We know. Yeah. But there's this other guy that uh believe not to be 
But uh, that's right, Jay. He didn't think Mac Jones. <laughs> we kept picking on you all last season. I promise you, we're not gonna do that again unless you put yourself out there like that. But um, Jace, who's your Heisman hopeful right now? Who's your actual target? Um, that to come off the back number one that might have the potential to win the Heisman this year. Number one, the, my favorite going into the season is going to be Spe Spencer Radler from Oklahoma. They uh, they lost some pieces, but are getting a decent amount back. And that he was really good. I mean, he struggled a little bit last year. We saw a little bit of glimpses of him struggling, uh, making some bad mistakes, uh, forcing some stuff. But, I mean, it was his first year starting, so you can expect that. But, uh, I mean, Oklahoma's set up for success. They're, they're going to be the, the top team in the Big 12 right now. That's what it looks like, and he's going to be the reason for that. He's able to get it done uh, on the ground and through the air. Uh, get it done on the ground when he needs to. Uh, I, I think he's going to be the real guy just because of his mobility. He's going to be able to get it done. But uh, well, why are you guys smiling? Yeah, so uh, Heisman. I got Grayson McCall all the way. Grayson McCall. Guy. I'm not mad at that. I think he's gonna, he's gonna. I think he's gonna show everybody what's up. I, I, I'll tell you what. I I really liked Alabama last year. I, everybody knows that. I think I made my feelings pretty strong. I, I think Alabama. I think when it came to accuracy throw and everything else, Mac Jones was the guy, regardless what Devontae oh, yeah. Smith did, mm -hmm. because before Devontae Smith, there was a uh, Waddle, yep. right? But he still threw the ball to the tight ends and everywhere else. He shared the ball. But if you looked at that throw, how he placed that ball in there, whether it was tight or wide open, he was on point. And that's, I mean, I was convinced that he should have been the man, right? But it's all good. You know what I mean, look, I mean, I understand why uh, Smith won the amount of yardage and oh, everything yeah. else. I mean, yeah, statistically, yeah. Um, but I'm looking at four guys, and I know that they're going to present more people. But these are the four guys last year that 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 they're going to get recognition this year. And that's Grayson McCall, Desmond Ritter, Spencer Rattler, and Carson Strong. Those are the four that I'm looking at throughout the whole entire season and depending on their play uh, regardless of their record i mean look if their qbr rating is up there they're well deserved i like those four quarterbacks um, of course there's jt daniels all right but i'm not too sure if that offense is gonna make him an elite quarterback only because of last year like there was a lot of air balls right long hail mary throws you know, and you can't win games all the time just throwing the ball down the field, right? You got to have that balance. You know, you got to get your short runs, your short, you know, slant uh, throws and stuff like that. And um, unless they reconfigure Georgia offense, and again, they got a big task coming up in week one and college football against Clemson, that's going to be uh, – that game is really going to determine whether or not JT Daniels is the man – or your boy uh, DJ, I'm gonna mess his Ooh, name I'm up gonna again. Let it late, there baby. you go. I still can't get it right. <laughs> Yo, but <laughs> I, I, I will say, DJ Daniel, looking at me like I do, but you got Hey, I just know that. No, but <laughs> I, I like JT Daniels. The only like you say he made those mistakes, but like if you go back, he couldn't practice for the longest period of time because 
he he was the, he had insurance problems coming off his injury, so he couldn't practice for a while, and then he was only in for four games. So I like JT Daniels, but also the fact that none of us mentioned Sam Howell from NC State. I mean uh, UNC. I know he lost a lot of weapons, but he still threw for thirty five hundred yards last year with thirty interceptions with seven. I mean thirty TDs with seven interceptions. He he put up numbers, so he I, I, he's another guy that at least needs to be mentioned when we're talking Heisman for this upcoming year. I hope Joe took all that into consideration what you just said, because halfway through I lost uh, everything you just said because my headphones some reason went out on me. Your headphones so, went out. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at him doing this, and I'm looking at you like you better get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So crazy story. <laughs> when your headphones stopped working, so did mine. Oh my god! <laughs> and it and it's and it's sad because uh, Jace looks like he knows what he's talking about right yeah. now. Yeah. And from what I see in the comments, he's making valid points, which I hate. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go back to my home studio, man. I think I jinxed you here. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> it was it, Everything was going great. Yeah. I mean, I was like, uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, Frank, just write in the comments and tell me what Jay said, and I'll tell you why he's wrong. <laughs> I could do that for you quick. All right. Hey, we're moving on forward here. Uh, look, week one, uh, we have Georgia and Clemson, which is September 4th. Uh, but before that, Nebraska faces Illinois. Both both these schools are, are looking to turn around their tradition and everything else and get to that winning uh, winning mentality, right? Uh, Nebraska, I think they learned their lesson not to pick on Ohio State uh, because they got blasted last year. Hopefully they're competitive this year. Uh, but also Ohio State plays Minnesota. And let's see what type of uh, team Minnesota is. Especially they had to go through the pandemic themselves. Uh, North Carolina faces Virginia Tech. And, and these games are all within uh, different dates there. Uh, but Alabama faces Miami in week one. That's going to be an awesome that's gonna game. Be a great game. Right? And that's on September 4th, as well as Georgia and Clemson. And then another good game is Louisville versus Ole Miss. So I am, I am, I'm liking week one. Is the game in Miami or in the game is at Miami? Oh, geez, that's a another guy wow. that could be in the Heisman talks. Derek King from Miami, that him against that. either is that Alabama. Miami or is that a neutral site? But it, uh, yeah, absolutely, I love it. It's I'm a loving tough it. Road game, man. And I then like uh, the Georgia and Clemson game. Miami. I mean, look, I think the winner of that of that game should deserve to be number one. I'm sorry. I got to say it like that. Clemson and uh, whoever wins that game, because that's pretty much the best game, unless unless the voters, you know, the AP poll changes dramatically, and all of a sudden a team that wasn't ranked ends up being number two or something like that. But this is how close it gets, man. Week one, them two. I mean, it, it doesn't get better than that. But uh, I like to cover it all week two here. We got Oregon at Ohio State. Yes, that is going to be an awesome game. match. Uh, and then Iowa at Iowa State. That is a rivalry. Also uh, flirting with Iowa, or I think it's Iowa State. I think Iowa State is in the Big 12, right? Yeah, Iowa State. 
they're flirting to go to the Big Ten, yep. and then they could remain with the, with their um with their rivalry there. That's pretty awesome to see. I'm thinking that's got to be a big game in Iowa. It's a little early for that, isn't it? Uh, definitely, I would have expected like week 13 or yeah. something, like rivalry week or something. It's a little early for that. Yeah. No, uh, week three. Uh, then that's where we get all uh, uh some rivalry. But I like the Auburn at Penn State. I like that game, especially Penn State. They didn't have a good year last year. Uh, th- this is their bounce back. I Penn State got to be ranked within the top ten. I mean, let's be honest. Has Penn State even been good since like Joe Paterno died? Yeah, they've been good. Saquon, yeah. I mean, Saquon, really, our star like, running back I mean, for like, the New York like Giants Saquon. came from there. But I'm saying, at the, yeah. Saquon Barkley having was there. a good player doesn't mean you're a good team. No, they've been Penn State was was a powerhouse. I don't know, James. Man, you're gonna have to school this guy real quick. But Penn State is feels like it's been a while. Well, yeah, so this pandemic. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But Cincinnati at Indiana, that's going to be an awesome game for week three. Like I said, this is some beautiful, beautiful matches. And week four, Notre Dame versus Wisconsin and Oregon State at USC. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. What do you think Notre Dame's going to do with all this conference jumping? Do they have to do something, or can they just keep flying solo? Well, right now, uh, flying solo benefits them, but if they were to change it to like that expansion playoffs they were talking about, then they would have been screwed because they they wouldn't be allowed to be the top four because they're independent. So. Yeah, it's a bummer. But I mean, they did they pretty do, well. They did lose a lot of players in, in Notre Dame. So let's see if they're competitive. But if if I was to pick, I know my boy Hector there in Waco, Texas, will say something different. He will pick Notre Dame to win. But uh, you got to watch out for Wisconsin. They they got all their players back, man, and I see them uh, contenders to win the Big Ten this year. Yeah, that kid Graham Mertz at quarterback. He got hurt, and then Jack Cohen had to take over. But he had a f- phenomenal game uh, one uh, last season, and then the whole COVID, the whole Wisconsin as a whole, the, that whole COVID situation they had last year was really rough because they could have been really competitive in the Big Ten. So I'm excited to see that against a rebuilding Notre Dame team to see how good this Wisconsin team actually is. Fair enough. So we got Week Five: Ole Miss at Alabama. I like the game between Auburn and LSU. Now, I'm a little, little bit suspect about LSU, man. Uh, for one, Brendan, that was that was uh, his favorite quarterback. <laughs> he got injured last year, and uh, he's going to have surgery this year, so he won't be playing. But um, I, I don't know about LSU with all their legal issues and everything else, and then I know that the coach uh, – um, he has new offensive defensive coordinators and stuff like that. They're supposed to be legit um, contenders this year, but I don't see it, man. I don't see. It. I think LSU is a long road of being um, effective, if you know what I mean. But then also that week, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Ooh, so like th- that's Indiana, why I'm then Notre I'm looking Dame. at these games, right? Desmond Ritter got a chance to win the Heisman this year. These are some good quality games. Yes, and sir. this is away from the Athletic uh, American Conference. Oh, my, I think I said that backwards, but it's all right. The AAC. We know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they sold them. Week six, 
Georgia at Auburn, another tough match for them, right? And then the game to watch is Alabama at Texas A&M. Can the Aggies finally get a victory over the Crimson Tide? Is it me or does Alabama have a million horrible road games? Again, I'm saying already. (laughs) Why not? This thing even happening. They got a brutal (laughs) schedule. At Florida, at Miami. But last year, they were like at Alabama all the time, yeah, right? Or at Central. So, Gar- good for them Gar- to be on the road. What's up, Jace? No, but I mean, the past couple years, it's been Alabama versus like Central Arkansas or the, the Citadel. I'm, I like to see them. That, that Miami game's big uh, um, for an out-of-conference game. And also, you keep mentioning Auburn. What has Auburn done, especially last year? I mean, I, I understand they're Auburn, but, I mean, they really have the same respect as the Auburns of past coming into this year. I know Tank Bigsby is going to be one of the best running backs uh, in the nation, but I don't necessarily know if Auburn still deserves that respect that they used to have. You sounded good, bro. Right as usual. Right. right as usual is all I have to say. Jace, Jace is uh Jace on fire tonight. I like it. He's he's not smiling though. Why not? I don't know. Look at him. <laughs> hey, let me finish it off real quick. Uh week seven. Uh of course, Florida and LSU. This is this is a revenge game for Florida after they came close of making it almost made it to the uh playoffs and they ended up losing before the season was over to LSU. Uh then week eight, Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State. That's gonna be an awesome game there. And also USC at Notre Dame. Week nine, uh we'll, we'll get to see Penn State at Ohio State. But North Carolina at Notre Dame, that's gonna be an awesome game right there. Week 10, we have uh Army versus Air Force. So I, I'm I'm into the the commander in chief yeah. trophy there. Um, then week eleven. Look, my game of the week of week eleven is no other than UConn visiting Clemson. Oh, I've got yes. Clemson by seventy seven points. Nah, man, you already lost. Clemson might put up a hundo. What are you talking about? about? Okay, so now you now you up the, now you up the points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said seventy nine, but all right, that's fair. Dude, enough. I'm gonna I'm say Clemson puts a hundred on UConn. Are you for like only seventy? Yeah, but Jay, check this out. This is good for UConn, especially this year. Uh, they're coming back from being absent. You know, they haven't took a snap in nearly two years now. Right? They missed out all last season. They have a contract with CBS. Right? They're independent. They get to play whoever they want to play. Right, uh, they they're even going to West Point to play Army. That's great. So I'm heading over there this year. Oh yeah, I got to. I'm gonna. I'm now. Hey, here we go. I'm rapping right here. So I'm gonna go out there. I'll probably play for Army myself. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, this is good for UConn to get back. Well, hopefully that uh, with the world going on, that uh, it maintains so we continue having our sport. Uh, but finish it off. Look. Each and every week, all you got to do is go on to hhwshow.com. I got a list of stuff. Uh, I'll put on the game of the week of each week, make my bold prediction beforehand. Uh, and also the my own top 25. Uh, my own top 25. A lot of people may disagree, but it's only preseason, man. It's only preseason. 
right? It'll all change by yeah, week one. It'll all be changed. But I still got Alabama number one. I still got Ohio State number two. I know people are going to be like, what? You kidding me? But as you heard me before, I did say whoever deserves number one has got to be the winner between Clemson and Georgia. That is a huge game, right? And now we don't have the official preseason rankings yet. It's not out yet, but a lot of the other uh, organizations, channels like CBS, posted there, and they have Oklahoma at number three, right? So I'm like, mm, I don't know about the Big 12 because the Big 12, they're always disappointing me. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. I mean, look, what kind, what type of competition? Oklahoma had a chance to be undefeated. They, It's a fluke for Iowa State. That's another one. A lot of people got Iowa State like in the top seven. Why? Can somebody explain to me why? Because they're bringing back their starting quarterback. They from that, back that running back. Yes. Their quarterback well, what else is coming back too. Their quarterback from the past two years that have brought them in the top 25 and made them competitive year after year is staying. So I, I think just that in of itself, maybe not seven, but definitely at least maybe top 15. Hey, once I hear you and I replay this, I'm going to take notes because next week I'm going to counterattack everything you just said. But I'd like to give a big shout out to Trevor Keys with Keys to the City. Uh, catch them. What, when, when it come uh, on? Every Friday we do. Every a show, Friday. Uh, yes. And then sometimes we just do a show during the week when, you know, we want to. Right. And uh, I have another, another, um, another show called the HHW Show in which we have a special guest coming up Tuesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Uh, we'll take a short break. Check her out real quick. That is R&J. You can tune them in. Um, follow them on Facebook at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, Jace is there to produce that show. Uh, you got to check them out. They they talk about a variety of sports. I'm a big fan of them. I, I actually had the time. I wasn't in school anymore to hear them and hear them out on uh, Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, I had a lot of comments with the NBA and stuff like that. And, uh Pretty interesting how the NBA is going in with their free agency and stuff. And then, uh, of course, talking about the Yankees and the Red Sox and baseball and then everything else going on. So more props to R&J. Hopefully we can have them in our show here and all four downs to talk about more about college football. I mean, look. Justin D'Onofrio 
yeah is a college football freak show he knows more he just he's uh he's our guy he's our uh, guy for him really to is. be second place to me because you know this year in the picks you know i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him real good he he, he knows it and jason but who won it. yeah but who won player. last year who's got the belt <laughs> love it all right all right all right I, I admit jace did win last year he did win this angie man not by you can't lot. stop I'm me down. i'm an expert <laughs> You're not the king. Bet money on me. You'll make a bunch. <laughs> Just remember, you only got a one-year streak. Face. I won the year before that. But I'm a two-time champ in 2020. <laughs> two-time pick champ. You know what? We're going to get this Crest Media uh, Championship belt. We should. Right? So the winner will carry on for the following season. You could just put it in your shoulders and be like, yeah, what up? The cool thing is, is that the belt's going to have my face on it. Oh, damn. So, he just ruined no it. Anyways, we're about to uh, wrap things up real quick. And uh, it feels good to be back on all four downs talking about college football. You know, we're like almost what less than a month away to, to get the season started. I'm happy to, even just to say the word football. You know, I know we tried our best to do something in the offseason, but just things just didn't right. Right after the NFL draft, it was like, ah, okay, how these guys do? And then there's just so much of Aaron Rodgers. And, and everything gets sabotaged, right? I'm like, yeah, whatever. But this last month, college football oh, took to crazy. another level. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised when I said when I saw Oklahoma and Texas, and then I'm like, "What happened to the Aggies?" And the Aggies like, "No, please, no, I want to be by myself." And I'm like, "No, you know, Texas, they want to put that Longhorn right in the Aggies." <laughs> yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then like, here's the question: If all these things happen, and the Big Twelve supposedly look, I. I know I'm all over the place, but why would you call the Big 12 the Big 12 if they don't have 12 teams? I uh, said that last year. Yeah. I even asked Jace. I'm like, been, dude, been, the only team that? that's actually changed their number is the Pac-12. Absolutely. The Big Ten has that. had 12 before. No, the Pac-12 is the only one that changed from the Pac-10 to the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. The, the big yeah. the, the yeah. big ten had twelve yeah. at one point, right? Yeah. Good it's one. just a mess. You see that body action, like he's like wrong. He, very he, emphatic. He's, very he's emphatic. serious. Very. It's football but season, hey, baby. Here's the last call. Uh, the last whistle is fourth down. And Joe, please take it away. Well, look, I, we're all excited that college football is back, and and with good reason. But you know, where we complained last year about the little guys, it's only going to get worse from here. And this might be the last chance that a team like a Coastal Carolina will ever have a chance to even sniff the playoffs in college football. And as luck would have it, they've got the best quarterback in the country in Grayson McCall. They've got an outstanding defense. They've got a great coach and a team-first mentality. They're gang tackling. I tell you right now, I think Coastal Carolina is going to cause huge problems before the season is over, and it's going to be all the same arguments we had last year, but now knowing what the plan is going forward in 2022 and beyond, I think it's going to make people even more angry. I have a feeling, unfortunately, this is all going to end up in a giant lawsuit, and it's going to take a long time 
and I hope it doesn't damage the game we love too much. I want to predict that they could move the Sun Belt Conference into the Big 12. Grab Coastal Carolina. Grab Appalachian State. I mean, you go to Conference USA. Grab grab uh, oh, Marshall. Yeah. Pop all the pop all the good because ones and make your own little baby power conference. Do they that. they've had a successful year last year. Yeah. They were disciplined and they played hard every week. So I don't think the Big 12 is going to give up. I don't think so. However, you're right. You know, super conferences is going to eliminate even talking about the expansion of the playoffs. Yeah. I don't want to hear I don't want I expanded to 12. I don't want to hear it. Right? Because if it was the way it is now, it would have benefited for a conference champion to actually be in the playoffs, right, and have those wild cards or whatever they want to call it, right? But if you're going to make a super conference, then you don't need – you really, you do not need uh, more more teams in the playoffs. No. No. Well, the convolution continues in NCAA football and we'll be there every step of the way all season long to keep you up to date. For Jace Garcia, who I have no idea anything he said on this show. <laughs> and for Obi Muniz, I'm Joe McGuire. We'll catch you next week. I'll call you, Jace. For all four downs. <laughs>